Before Gideon, before Samson, before David, there was a left-handed man chosen by God to deliver Israel. Welcome to That Bible Story You've Probably Never Heard. I'm your host, Drew Hill. Today, we present the story of Ehud, the only left-handed person mentioned by name in the Bible. In this story found in Judges chapter 3, he faced off against a triple alliance and won. How did he do it? Let's find out in The Left-Handed Assassin. As Joshua neared the end of his life, he demanded a choice from the people about whether they would serve the false gods around them or Jehovah, the one true God. They said they would serve God. Joshua also reminded them that there were more Canaanite tribes to be conquered. The Israelites served God as long as Joshua and his peers lived. However, they failed to conquer all that they were supposed to, and after the elders had died, the next generation turned to false gods. God allowed the king of Mesopotamia, Shushan Rishatham, to defeat and rule Israel for eight years. Israel turned back to God, and God raised up Othniel, Caleb's younger brother, to deliver Israel. However, Israel again fell away, and again God punished them. Eglon, the king of Moab, convinced the Amalekites and the Ammonites to go with him to take over Israel. They converged on Jericho, the city of palm trees, or at least what was left of it. The feeble Israelite resistance was put down easily. For 18 years, Israel served Eglon. Into this situation stepped Ehud the Benjamite. When will this oppression cease? Eglon is ruled for 18 years. He's grown fat off the sweat and labor of God's people. You know, as I do, that this is punishment for our sin. Israel turned from God. But we've repented. Surely God sees that. We've prayed for forgiveness and deliverance. I believe God will deliver us with his right hand of power soon. But Ehud, what if he doesn't? We repented once and God delivered us then, but we've sinned again. What if that was our last chance? I will trust in the mercy and long-suffering of God. He will surely send someone like Othniel again. Well, I hope it's soon, Ehud. I really do. I have to be going. Keep praying and believing. Ehud returned to his house. As he kneeled to pray, he heard a voice he had never heard before. Lord, I pray for your deliverance. We put aside our idols and trust in you. Ehud! What? Who is there? Ehud! Is that you, Lord? Speak! Lord, I am listening. Ehud, I have heard the cries of my people as they groan under Eglon's rule. I have chosen you to deliver the people. But Lord, surely you have chosen someone else. Othniel was the brother of Caleb. Who am I to go and fight for deliverance? I will be with you. But Lord, I am a left-handed man. Now this may not seem like a big deal to us. However, in the Bible, the right hand symbolized power, authority, and victory. The left hand was not so important. Surely my right hand will be with you. In man's weakness, I will show myself strong. Lord, if that is your will, then I will follow. Use me, Lord, to do your will. Later, leaders gathered at Gilgal to discuss a present to give to Eglon. I think we should give Eglon a present to stay in his good graces. Last year, we brought the tribute late, and he nearly sent the Amalekites on a raid. That's a good idea, but who should carry the present? It wouldn't surprise me if the Amalekites ambushed the envoy and stole the present. Then Eglon could demand double. I will deliver the present. Are you sure? As the others have mentioned, it could be dangerous. I am not afraid. God will be with me. Surely he will. You will deliver the present. We will send a strong group of men with you to help deliver the gift. Ehud had another reason to want to deliver the gift besides kindness to his people. He had stashed a dagger on his right thigh under his clothes. He had a plan to take out Eglon. 
Ehud and his envoy reached Jericho, which was only a short distance away from Gilgal, without incident. Eglon had set up his temporary headquarters there. Ehud came before the king. Ehud and the men of Israel to see the king! Show them in. <coughs> Servant, bring me another loaf of bread. Yes, great king. King Eglon, we have brought you a present. Very well, let me see. Ehud's men laid out the gifts. I suppose that will do for this year. Next year, though, the tribute will be doubled. You are dismissed. He had tried to think of a reason to stay, but with all the guards around, he was forced to leave. As his envoy neared Gilgal, he suddenly had an idea. He turned to the leader of the men with him. Continue on to Gilgal. I have to return to Eglin. Are you sure? You don't know what they might do. I have to go. Keep moving forward. Ehud ran back to the city of Jericho. As he entered the palace, the herald again announced his presence. Ehud the Hebrew to see King Eglon. Alone? What is it? Show him in. I have a secret errand unto you alone, O king. Silence! Everyone leave us. Have this Hebrew meet me in my summer parlor. He had entered the summer parlor which was reserved for King Eglon only. Eglon was a very fat man with an easy life supplied by the tributes he had laid on the Israelites. He was reclining his throne eating some grapes. Ehud stepped closer and looking around whispered, I have a message from the one true God for you. Eglon set the grapes down and leaned forward, standing to his feet. He had heard the stories of the power of this god of the Hebrews, and a message could be of great importance. Suddenly, Ehud reached down and drew his dagger from his sheath across his body with his left hand. As Eglon froze in shock, Ehud drove it deep into his bone. Eglon was so fat that Ehud couldn't get the dagger back out. He dropped it, and Eglon tumbled forward on his face, blood and gut streaming everywhere. Ehud stepped to the door and listened. All was quiet. Ehud stepped through the door and locked it behind him. Then he strode to the exit. The servants of Eglon saw him. That was fast. Hmm, must have been a brief errand. Look, he's locking the door. Should we check on the king? No, he's probably taking a nap and doesn't want to be disturbed. Do you remember the last time someone opened the door during his afternoon nap? Oh, yes. He had covered his feet and just got to sleep when I opened the door because of an Ammonite messenger. <laughs> he almost had me killed. He was so mad. Yes, let him sleep this time. But as the hours passed by, their anxiety rose. They waited, but there was no sound from the parlor. Finally, as night fell, they decided they had to wake him up. I think we should wake him up. Hey lad, go fetch the key. I'll be right back. The server returned with the key and they opened the door. The sight that greeted them was not what they were expecting. Ah! Oh my! What happened? He's dead. Look at the dried blood under him. That Hebrew must have killed him. Raise the alarm. What is it? That Hebrew who was here earlier? He killed King Eglon! I'll send out warriors to apprehend him at once. They raised the alarm. However, Ehud was long gone by then. Ehud ran for a while, but he was in good shape. After passing Gilgal, he got all the way to Searath. When he arrived, he found a trumpet and gave the call for a gathering. As the Israelites arrived, he gave them the news. Men of Israel, it is time to revolt against the Moabites. The time of God's deliverance has come. Follow me, for God will deliver the Moabites into your hand. What do you mean? What about Eglon? He is dead. Then God is with us. We will have victory. What should we do next, Ehud? Once the Moabites in Israel hear of Eglon's death and the gathering of our troops, they will try to escape over the Jordan into Moab. 
The Jordan is high and there are not many fords they can cross now. If we take those fords, we can capture them before they escape. Onward, people of Israel! In a race against time, the Israelites took the fords of the Jordan before the Moabites arrived. Look, Commander, the Israelites have taken the fords. How will we cross? They're just Hebrews. Move forward. But, sir, they have better position. So what? We'll wipe them aside. Return to Moab and return with the great army to avenge the death of our king. Here they come, Ehud. Fear not, God is with us. As the Moabite army attempted to cross over, the Israelite army captured and killed all 10,000 of the men Aegon had in Israel. The Moabites were brave and fought fiercely, but not one of them escaped. Hooray for Ehud, the deliverer of Israel. Give God the glory. Put aside all of your idols and serve the one true God. God's right hand of power had worked through a left-handed man to bring deliverance to Israel. Ehud became Israel's second judge, and the land had peace for 80 years. Eventually, though, Israel would again turn from God, and again God would allow another nation to conquer them. However, though this happened again and again, God would still raise up a deliverer when Israel turned from their sin and cried unto him. God's grace was available, though the Israelites messed up time after time. God didn't give up on his people then, and God does not give up on his people now. Even if you feel like you have gone too far for God's grace to reach you, he is waiting with his arms extended for you to repent and turn to him. Jesus was the ultimate deliverer. Unlike the judges who brought deliverance to Israel by winning great military victories, Jesus brought his deliverance from sin by sacrificing himself. He won the greatest victory, conquering death once and for all by rising again and ascending back to the Father. He hasn't given up on using people today either. He sent the Holy Spirit to guide and use his people to do his work. Even if you feel inadequate, God has a plan for your life if you put your trust in him. Romans 10.9 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. When like the children of Israel you fall short, you can still cry out to God again for forgiveness. 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And that wraps up our show. In the cast you heard Durant Hill, Natalie Hill, Jackson Hill, Landon Hill, James Gans, Mindy Gans, Deborah Stacy, Dennis Stacy, Emily Williams, Dylan Van Antwerp, Joanna Claggett, Jonathan Claggett, Mike Claggett, Tony Kramer, Michael Sands, and myself, your host, Drew Hill. Written, edited, directed, and produced by Drew Hill. Tune in next time for another show. Good night. <laughs>